Copycat, let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. About to hear the most interesting, informative, thought-provoking, opinion-leading, and funny show in America on air and on the World Wide Web. This is the Rob Carson Show. It is, by the way, and a new headline: support for a third party is up to sixty-three percent. Well, no kidding. Really? Why is that? I mean, the parties are doing such a great job with this $33 trillion in debt and uh, and shutting down the country because of COVID nonsense and destroying the lives of millions of children and uh, fentanyl deaths and defunding the police and a general malaise. Uh, also, uh, out-of-control spending that's caused out-of-control inflation. No, I think the parties are doing a great job. I've got to tell you, I... I <laughs> There are a couple things that would really just, just I mean, blow up the political system in Washington, D.C., and Lord knows it needs it. I mean, the positive about all the last couple of years is that we see how ungodly corrupt Washington, D.C. is both parties. Both parties unbelievably corrupt. On on the receiving end, uh, you know, the channeling money to the, to different companies, companies ch- channeling campaign donations back. There's a pipeline between both of them, hiring and all that stuff. It is remarkable. And now we know that the FBI has been weaponized, weaponized against conservatives, Trump supporters. I'll get to that in a second. That's a Newsweek. But yeah, 63% want a third party. They say they should do it. Uh, two things that could blow up the, the, the D.C., uh, uh, you know, the all of the nonsense. Trump is speaker, which I think is not going to happen. But Trump as speaker, and then president. Or, as the final fail-safe, depending on how far south Joe Biden and the deep state decide they want to take the country, uh, Trump, Kennedy, third party it would it would it would blow up the world it, it would it'd be, i mean it would it would be unbelievable it would be on un- but two people who are the targets of each respective party uh two 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 uh two individuals who the deep state are trying to keep from running i guess the other possibility would be uh trump carry lake but stay on the republican ticket kind of that same vibe people have been persecuted Carrie Lake had an election literally stolen from her in Arizona. You can't say that. Oh, yeah, I can. 65% of voting machines don't stop working in one county in the country unless somebody was screwing with it. <laughs> you know, it's, come on. Really? Really? You know, the, uh, the uh, uh, what, Katie Hobbs was in charge of the elections ahead of time, did not recuse herself. Do I need to go any further? <laughs> I mean, honestly, I'm not going to be told I can't tell the truth about the Arizona election. It's, it's nonsense. 
list. So we'll get to all that. Families and veterans headed to the Army-Navy game, which I used to go to all the time when I was in Washington, D.C., in that area up in Philadelphia and Annapolis. Uh, multiple families and veterans planning to attend the Army-Navy game in Massachusetts learned that their hotel reservations had been canceled because the state needs the hotel rooms for illegal border crossers. Do you, do you, do you think that your country, the people in power, give a crap about you? No, they don't. Not one little bit. Massachusetts Democrat Governor Maura Healey recently declared a state of emergency over the flood of illegals into the state. And thank you, Ron DeSantis and Greg Abbott, for sending the illegals to the sanctuary states and cities. Look what happened. That's a revolution right there. What they did is they caused a revolution. Thank you. Ron DeSantis, you're a great governor. Greg Abbott, you know, sometimes. Many service members, veterans, and their families who booked hotel rooms for the upcoming Army-Navy football game in Massachusetts had their reservations canceled. Travel agent who managed the travel bookings for many uh, families headed to the game this weekend revealed that at least 70 rooms across three hotels were canceled. Uh, They were contracted to put illegal immigrants in hotels across the state. Your money is being used to house illegals and boot you out. Isn't that just beautiful? You know, I'm going to Mexico next week. I, I didn't really plan on going to Mexico. We just have a, friends we haven't seen in 10 years, and they're going to Mexico. I said, we'll meet you down there. I mean, it's kind of cool to be able to do it. But I, I kind of just feel like I'm, I should just sneak across the border, just find a part of the Rio Grande, go across the other side, and say I need 30 days in a five-star hotel. How, how well do you suppose that would work? Oh, I don't speak Spanish, uh, and um, I don't want to work. But I would like some sort of a stipend, some money, and a five-star resort. If you would, please, thank you very much. I'm not planning on assimilating. All I want to do is come to the United States and, uh, and be a tick on, on its ear. That's what I want to do. How about that? Is that cool? Yeah, I don't think that fly very well, do you? You want to hear some more abuse? I know you probably don't, but I'm going to tell you anyway. This is what your government doing to you. New York City hospitals and medical centers being overwhelmed by illegals. Hospitals and medical centers are being overwhelmed by the sheer number of people seeking treatment. And it's not surprising when you suddenly add tens of thousands of more people than the system was designed for. This is what you get. So when Joe Biden is suddenly deciding that a wall is necessary and Alejandro Mayorkas are suddenly deciding that we need a wall, it's because they are trying to cover up war crimes, their war crimes. Hundreds of thousands of fentanyl deaths, thousands and thousands of women and children being trafficked for sex, thousands of people dying on the trip here. That's war crimes. Without the war, I guess. Maybe that's what they're trying to cover up. Maybe there's a reason other than it's starting to impact the votes in, uh, in states that are run by Democrats who suddenly realized that their policies uh, were, were great when they only hurt people in uh, Republican states or border towns, but when actually the rubber hits the road, then they cry like little babies, just little babies, just whining and crying. But there you go. You want to get into a medical center? You want to get into a, an emergency room right there? Maybe you got a little pain in the, uh, the chest and you're in the arm, and you're kind of like, holy hell. Well, you're going to have to stand in line with a whole bunch of illegals who don't have any insurance, money, identification. That's what your country is doing to you. There you go. Let's go to Mike in New Hampshire. Hello there, Mike. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Hey, Rob. Nice to talk to you. I love your show. I look forward to it every day. Thank you, sir. You bet. I'd like to mention a couple things. Uh, first thing I'd like to say is I think they ought to change the name from Democrat to either Democrats or Democrats. Uh, the other thing is, 
the guy that's running the show in the White House, well, we all know it isn't Biden, but uh, he reminds me of the Scarecrow on The Wizard of Oz. He's on the yellow brick road, but he never made it to Oz. That's the way I feel. <laughs> and the well, other thing is... You're right about the no brain. <laughs> I was going to say, if he had half a brain, that's exactly what he'd have, half a brain. Did it, did it, yeah. did it, did it. Yes. <laughs> the last thing I'll, I'll leave you with is, I, I get an idea, uh, what they ought to do is build themselves some uh, four-star hotels and restaurants right there on the border. And when they come across, they've all got a great, great meal to have and a great place to sleep. And <laughs> yes. save all that money for tra- you know, from transporting them all over the country. Yeah. The money they save, build more hotels and more restaurants, and we just keep them there right on the border. They stop infiltrating the rest of the country. You know what? I think I'd rather just have, I don't know, a couple hundred thousand American troops down there with tanks. I think that would be even better. Well, that <laughs> would be okay, too. <laughs> Thanks for the call, dude. Appreciate it. Let's go to Rick in Baltimore. I think that's what he'd like to do on the on the border. Rick, welcome to the show. What's on your mind today, bud? What a pleasure to talk to you, sir, from the great oh, yeah. state of Iowa, the Hawkeye State. Right from Baltimore. I hope I visit there one day. Yes. <laughs> uh, maybe two or three things to bring up. I talked to your producer, and I, I didn't. I'm not a warmonger. I just have a funny feeling we do have a military presence in Mexico, in itself. Now everybody knows. I've talked to a lot of people, and I think what's going to happen. My hypothetical thought on this, as far as who's going to run next election, I think it's going to be Trump and Biden. Let them run. Let them go head to head, and we'll see where the chips fall. When you're saying, I don't think Biden is going to be the candidate for a number of reasons, A, mentally and physically not healthy, B, under impeachment investigation uh, that is undeniable, and the party wants him out because they know that uh, right now uh, they have no chance of stealing this election the way they did last time. So, uh, so they're going to do. Uh, they're going to either get get rid of Biden, replace him, or throw the country into such turmoil that uh, either Donald Trump can't run, or or maybe we don't even we're not even able to do elections. I don't know what the hell to expect, Rick. I honestly really don't know what to expect. I'm with you on that because you know I, I keep up with it, and we all know what's going on. You're a great beacon for information, and and your sarcasm, I love it. Well, thank you. you. Know, it's just so disgusting, a great country. We're not the American empire anymore. We're not that great. We are great. But I believe the people will salvage this country. We are the government, right? We, In essence, we are the government. We the people. The people, the good people, the men and women that work their butt off, like I did, and I'm in retirement, will salvage what we need to, to do, I think. I think so, too, Rick. Uh, thanks for the phone call. I think there are a lot of retired military and police. There are a lot of people who uh, who are tired of this nonsense. Trust me, I hung out with a lot of them. I hung out at a couple of VFWs when I was in South Dakota. And there are more people than you could ever imagine of all ages who are ready to, uh, to fight for the country, ready to push back against all of this nonsense, and they far out outweigh everybody in Washington, D.C., even those who say that Trump supporters are are, uh, are uh, uh, extremists. And, I, and I've got this report. FBI eyes Trump supporters ahead of 2024 vote. I'm going to get to this in just one second. If not, just in a moment, in the next segment. This is big. 
Newsweek reports the FBI has created a division to go after Trump supporters. What did I say last year when, uh, when, uh, when Joe Biden spoke in front of Independence Hall? I said nobody says that half the country are mega fascists and enemies of democracy unless they're trying to start a war with them. Unless they're trying to start a war with them. And any move you make is going to be uh, suddenly uh, recognized as some sort of hostility, even your speech. That's why the FBI is doing it. If you don't believe me, look at the last five years online. <laughs> Tell me that isn't true. This is Tucker Carlson. He talked to Victor Davis Hanson. I played this the other day, and I told you, I told you before the midterms, I told you before the 20, 20 you weren't listening in, in 2020. I said, they're going to do some crazy stuff to prevent a fair election from happening. Listen to Tucker. So it's about to get very serious, uh, for sure. It's, you know, it's only leadership of the world at stake, which is also, by the way, we now know the most lucrative possible political franchise in human history. So everything's at stake. What wouldn't they do? What haven't they done? Yes. What might they do next? Let your imagination run wild. So yes. the question, the only one that you can answer is, how will you prepare yourself for that? Yep. Again, just to restate, Donald Trump, who is hated as a blood enemy by over 40% of the population yes. and who's been attacked in ways that no political figure has ever been attacked yes. in the West, is beating the incumbent president, okay? I'm not sure that's entirely an endorsement of Trump. To some extent it is, and his empathy, that's real. But it's also a sign of revulsion, deep dissatisfaction yes. with what we're doing. So most people yes. are not on board with this. But the people who are responsible for it are the most dishonest, the most ruthless, the most anti-human group I've ever dealt with. And I spent 35 years living in Washington. I don't even recognize these people. And Me too. That there are people who would accept orders to go to a, uh, a pastor's home and kick down the door and arrest him for standing out in front of a, a down the street from an abortion clinic and, and protecting his 11-year-old son from an insane pro-abortion protester. That, that there are people who would actually uh, infiltrate a crowd in Washington, D.C. to lure them into the, the Capitol or, or uh, create a, an assassination attempt in, uh, in Michigan against the governor that, that was proven to be entrapment. That we have men and women who would follow those orders just like they have done in totalitarian regimes in history that resulted in hundreds of millions of people dying. That that's happening here, that there are people who would do that here. We better put this out right now. Uh, the Newsweek uh, report on the FBI literally going after supporters of Donald Trump. That's me. That's you. Many of you. The FBI being weaponized against you. A military move against you and I. Or maybe getting ready for it. I don't like talking like this. This is Newsweek. And like Tucker said, there's, who knows what they're going to do to retain power, to retain the gravy train. Let's take a break and come back. This is The Rob Carson Show. So it's about to get very serious, uh, for sure. It's, you know, it's yeah, it's about to get very serious. And if you haven't gotten it yet, you haven't been impacted like I have, like other people who've tried to share an opinion the last three years have. I told you two years ago, I said, when the government says that uh, what you say is disinformation or misinformation, it means what? It means they know you know the truth. I said that three years ago. I, two years ago, I said that. So they're trying to shut you down. They're trying to do what they've done in so many totalitarian regimes in the past. 
and uh, just be ready for it. Newsweek reports Wednesday it spoke to more than a dozen current or former government officials who specialize in terrorism in a three-month investigation about the domestic security landscape and to evaluate what President Joe Biden's administration is doing about what it calls domestic terrorism. A former FBI official that requested anonymity told Newsweek the Bureau is trying to avoid a repeat of the events of January the 6th, which was infiltrated by the FBI, and we haven't seen the videotape, but nothing about the summer of 2020. Huh. The official said by focusing solely on Trump supporters, the FBI risks provoking the type of anti-government activities it is trying to working hard to prevent. Especially at a time when the White House is facing congressional Republican opposition claiming that the Biden administration has weaponized the bureau against the right wing, it has to tread very carefully, the official said. Oh, we already get it. <laughs> no treading anymore. You've been treading on us for a while, and you you know what happens when you tread on us? You get your ass bit. That's what happens. Thought you should know. That's, uh, that's what you get. That's what you get. So uh, <clears throat> extreme MAGA Republicans aim to question not only the, the legitimacy of past elections, but elections being held now in the future. That's what Joe Biden said last year. Biden's rhetoric on domestic terrorism could goad his opponents into taking more extreme action, particularly those who have lost faith in elections or believe the system is rigged against them. No, they're not. They're all they're doing is speaking out because they see we're being screwed or being lied to or being played. And so what does the government do? They shut you down. They put you in a cage. This is Joe Biden. Uh, I, I did a little, uh, I did a little uh, juxtaposition because Joe Biden said yesterday something that he doesn't mean. All of a sudden, not only is he closing the border, uh, all of a sudden he's also saying that we need to stop being enemies. We need to start being friends. As we just find out today, the FBI <laughs> has created its own division to go after Trump supporters. So I added a little bit to this little quote from uh, Trump yesterday, including uh, a little bit of uh, some words from Andrew Breitbart. We need to stop seeing each other as enemies. We need to talk to one another, listen to one another, work with one another, and we can do that. All the people that have gone out there against the mainstream media and said, you're going to call us racist, you're going to call us potential Timothy McVeigh's. Oh, yeah. F*** you. Yeah, that's what I say. They want to start. That's what they want to start. October 2022, the FBI created a new subcategory, the A-G-A-A-V-E. Sounds like a gavi, like a good tequila. Other, which, uh, which stands for anti-government, anti-authority. See, they don't want you, this, the, what you do is misinformation and disinformation. That is anti-authority. Violent extremism, which we have not committed, but the, uh, the Black Lives Matter did. Yeah, and Antifa did. Describing those who were a threat but do not fit into the anarchist, militia, or sovereign citizen groups. Yeah, they're talking about Trump supporters. You don't believe me, do you? Let me just go ahead and share. You know, you just heard Joe Biden saying he wanted to be friends and everything. Yeah, not so much. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic We must be stronger, more determined, and more committed to saving America than the MAGA Republicans are destroying America. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. They refuse to accept the will of the people. You and 81 million Americans voted to save our democracy. This kind of demonization of a group of people has happened throughout history. Democracy. Donald Trump isn't just a former president. He is a defeated former president. Jews, Uyghurs. We just have to vote. 
vote, vote, and make sure no one ever has an opportunity to steal an election again. Yeah, well, they know they're going to lose the vote. That's why we're finding out about this stuff. The Agav, other title, applies to political violence associated with Trump supporters. Trump's army constitutes the greatest threat of violence domestically, politically. That's the real problem. According to uh, the uh, FBI agent interviewed by Newsweek, no, we're not, but they want to pick a fight. They do. Stay cool. We're going to win. Good will win. Berlin Wall principle, people. Case Smythe is up next. It'll be fun, I promise. You know, I can think of uh, no two two uh, no greater than the two things that uh, uh, out of the country of Great Britain than uh, Led Zeppelin and Case Smythe. I, I don't think that uh, Led Zeppelin right up there, Case Smythe right up there. She joins us on the Newsmax Hotline. Both gifts to our country. Hello, Case Smythe. How are you? One of the best introductions I've ever had in my entire life, Rob. Oh my gosh! Yeah, well, Led Zeppelin—that's that's that's an honor. Led Zeppelin is uh, is awesome. You're a you're a Brit, so uh, who's your favorite? Are you a rock Brit? Do you like rock? Do you like country? What do you like exactly? Oh, I'm I'm a huge music. I love all types of music. I love country, um, but I also love everything from like. EDM to ska to reggae to the whole lot of it. But out of the UK, I mean, I was born to Lady Madonna by the Beatles because my dad went <laughs> to the hospital to play a cassette tape he made. Yes. Um, so I'm I'm partial to the Beatles, I will say. Uh, but that, I don't know. I'm a Stones guy. I'm more of a Stones guy. Yeah. Oh, Stones well, you would be. And I love the Stones too, but you would be. Well, no, honestly, you guys are really good at, uh, A, giving us our freedom and losing a war, and then copying what we do in, in, in your rock and roll. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay, okay, we can go there, we can go there. <laughs> All right, now, let, let's, let's be serious here. It's great to have you on, as always, Kay. Um, I want to ask you a couple of questions. First of all... Um, who would you like to see as Speaker of the House? I mean, they've got literally they've narrowed it down to four white guys. <laughs> oh my God! We didn't need a black lesbian, I guess. A black lesbian could have had him right in there. No, no, no problem at all. Black lesbian to throw that. But uh, but is there anybody that stands out in your mind? I mean, other than Donald Trump, because I think it ain't going to happen. But damn, wouldn't it be fun to see Donald Trump as the temporary Speaker of the House? the chaos you know me um yeah i think it would be i think it would be an absolute circus and it's one that i guess it would be fascinating to live through no it's yes. a good question and i i hate to say this but i don't really have a preference like right now when i wake up in the morning i'm like scrolling through the news stories trying to see what's happened overnight so i got about like 8 p.m um and i'm like okay no one's figured out uh, what China's really doing here. All right, then. Okay. With Bill Clinton's talking about giving illegal aliens sort of immediate rights to, like, work and pay taxes. Okay. Um, that's not good. And I sort of, like, go down the list, and then I see what's happening with, like, sort of, like, the chaos in the house. And I'm like, absolutely. I'm so here for new leadership. But I'm just, okay. Someone who's going to get the job done. That's where I'm at. 
Like, yeah. I really don't care. We have actual problems. Stop fighting for power and start solving them. What did you think of uh, Matt Gates' move? Uh, I, you know, everybody got all uh, butthurt about it, including Fox, like Brian Kilmeade. He just is all, uh, unhinged about this. But uh, wasn't it Kevin McCarthy who signed the contract because most Americans didn't consider him to be trustworthy? And he said he would uh, behave as a MAGA uh, Republican, as a, as a foundational conservative. And then he didn't do it. And he was surprised. He thought he could get away with it. But the American people didn't want this guy as the Speaker of the House to begin with. And then what happened? He did all the behaviors he promised he wouldn't do, and he got fired. Too bad, so sad. What say you? Um, I wish that we could hold a lot of other politicians accountable in the same way. Actually, just like a lot of people. Um, you know, a lot of people will say that they're going to do something, and then it never materializes. I think that's an experience that every, that, you know, every single one of us has had with someone else. Um, but I think when it comes to McCarthy, I mean, yeah, like, what was he expecting? I mean, it's like we've all forgotten the battle it took for him to get the job in the first yes. place. Like, because yes. we didn't trust him. My colleagues write about this stuff, and I was like, I'm so glad that I don't cover this because I don't have a clue what's going on, but it seems very loud and important. Um, yeah. Has there been any new archaeology discoveries? Let's go look at that. <laughs> Let me ask you this: What do you what do you think about uh, Alejandro Mayorkas and Joe Biden suddenly wanting to build a wall? What the hell is this? Oh. All? There's something. There's something wrong. There's something bad. I know there's something bad going on. Uh, I'm wondering if there if Mayorkas is trying to head off an impeachment or trial as a war criminal. I'm not kidding. You look at all the death and destruction this open border policy has caused the United States of America and other countries. The, 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 that uh, uh, Mayorkas and Biden should be up on charge. For it. Why did this happen, do you suppose? What's your gut kind of tell you right now? Okay, this is, this is not to undermine the absolute horrific nature of what is, yeah, a human rights atrocity, essentially, that's been allowed to occur in this country. But when I look at, you know, these two people, um, and I've, I've not written a lot about Mayorkas, but I have read a lot, and it's a huge issue um, him particularly is, uh, he's a huge issue for Christian conservatives in this country. I work with Million Voices. We go out and we, we interact with real people. Um, you know, we run polls on this stuff and it's one of the core issues, right? But when I look at the motivations of these two men, no, they're saying they want to build a wall because they, they, they always knew that this was a problem. They knew it was a crisis, but I don't think anyone in their right mind can imagine the sort of scale of it. And because they've got so much of the media and social media turning against them um, in so many different ways. But I think right now, Rob, their only motivation is to rewrite the history books ahead of time so that when future generations look back on this, when they hopefully learn about it in school and learn about how horrendous it was and what a mistake this has all been, and it's all down to bad politics, it's all down to bad policy, um, I think that they'll look back and they'll read oh like trump tried to build the wall um and then something will be rewritten um and then biden like finished it and that was mm -hmm. you know that biden solved the problem yeah i, I think chapter it will be left out I think I think it's about votes also, obviously. Uh, let me ask you about this. What do you think about the story in Newsweek about uh, the FBI literally creating a division to go after Trump supporters as the 2024 election nears? Okay, this is, uh, I don't want to do a Trump impression right now, but it's like, wow. 
Wow, this is the first I'm hearing of this. Wow. Um, <laughs> it literally is the first I'm hearing. Oh, really? I shouldn't, I shouldn't no. make that joke because I'm going on Carl Higby's Frontline show tonight. Um, and it's with Sean Farage, and he does a much better Trump impression, obviously, than me. Yes, he does. But, um, he does. Yeah, this is literally the first I'm hearing about it. But it doesn't okay. surprise me. Like, we're yeah. talking about an institution that hasn't bothered to investigate like something upwards of like 80 to 90 percent or something crazy like that of attacks on churches and pro-life centers and like pregnancy crisis centers across this country. Like there's an obvious bias. Um, and, you know, the fact that it's like they they position it as like Trump supporters is horrifying, but it doesn't surprise me, dude. Like, yeah, well, living let me just tell you, and, and about the story, it's written by William Arkin. I just printed it this morning, and it prints out to about 10 pages. Uh, so, you know, I'm just getting it, too. And, you know, I've been in this studio since 5 o'clock, a good six hours before the radio show, and I'm just discovering. But that's what apparently, and this is developing, uh, but it appears they literally created a group called A-G-A-A-V-E. Sounds like a Gavi, like uh, what tequila's made out of. And it is uh, anti-government, anti-authority, violent extremism is what they call it. And we all know that Trump supporters don't uh, partake in violence, but uh, Antifa and Black Lives Matter have. They have a track record. So anyway, that aside, I want to. I got something I want to play for you because I know, and, and we kind of tease each other off air because you hate messaging pillows. You hate these these things that people put up in their homes that have these cheesy sayings like happiness is whatever or it's wine o'clock or you know life is beautiful and all of that. You know. You know and so what I do is I send Kay every once in a while. I'll be out like a thrift shopping, and I'll see one of these cheesy uh, these pillows and send it because I know she hates them uh, and thinks they're silly. But did you hear Kevin McCarthy's departure speech? He spoke in messaging pillows. Did you Did you notice that? Um, gonna... I did not. <laughs> oh, you're oh, you ready? Are you, I'm not Kay. I thought about you. L- listen to this. Everything he says could be could be put on a pillow or a T-shirt or some kind of a calendar or a plaque in your house with a kitten on it. Listen. I've always been excited that I've been a happy conservative. It's coming up. But I've always believed that I've been so fortunate to be an American. Okay. My journey to this office was something people wouldn't understand. I grew up in a town of Bakersfield, California, the son of a firefighter. I don't regret my efforts to build coalitions and find solutions. I was raised to solve problems, not create them. Uh, raised to solve problems, not create them. I solve problems, not create them. Okay, that's a pillow. Hold on. So I may have lost a vote today, but as I walk out of this chamber, I feel fortunate to have served the American people. I leave the speakership with a sense of pride, accomplishment, and yes, optimism. All right, here's the, here's the one. Here, this, is the, this is the money shot right here. Mission has always been to make tomorrow better than today. Make tomorrow better than today, Kay. Make tomorrow better than today, Kay. <laughs> I tried something, optimism. Like, I can feel him capitalizing the first letters with, like, a period point in the middle. Like, oh. <laughs> I think I have another Hold on, I got another one. I fought for what I believe in, and I believe in this country of America. I fought for what I believe in, and I believe in this country of America. It just reminded well, me of mes- yeah. messaging tees. It really there there were other instances, but it was pretty bad. Um, uh, as far as Kevin McCarthy is concerned, uh, what do you see? Where, where do you what do, what do you want to see done with him? And and what what I'm trying to think of. Uh, obviously, you know, Matt Gates precipitated this, made this happen, got rid of Kevin McCarthy. Uh, what do you suppose is is uh, is next for Kevin McCarthy, or do you even care? 
Um, oh, that's that's very fair. Part obviously, most of me is just like, dude, I don't care. Just stop, like, stop doing nothing. Stop making things worse. Doing yes. nothing would probably be better, but not in the position that you were in. Um, I think you know. Go, you know go ahead. I'm interested to see how this plays out, actually, for Matt Gates because he's so young. He has so much of his career ahead of him. Yes. But making bold moves like this, I mean, there's no way he doesn't run for president in the next, like, 20 years or so. Something, um, I, had something, I had something that mentioned me last night, and I said that by, I'd like to see Byron Donalds. And this person has been in yeah. politics much longer than that. But the problem is, he told me, he, he said he talked to Byron Donalds and said, don't do it. He says, because Speaker of the House is not at the beginning of your career. It's at the end of your career because you're not going to do anything after it. That's what he told me. And this guy knows his politics and he knows a lot of people. He said he told Byron Donalds, dude, you don't want to be Speaker of the House. That's the end of your career, not the beginning of your career. Uh, you know, obviously, Jim Jordan's about 20 years older. Jim Jordan has a great track record. Jim Jordan, very valuable in the Judiciary Committee, exposing all of this. And so he's like, yeah, he, he, he I said, what do you think about Jim Jordan? He was like, cool with Jim Jordan. He was you know, cool with Steve Solis. I don't know a lot about Steve's policies, but he's a patriot. He was nearly murdered by a, uh, a, a Sanders supporter, you know? Uh, and then these other two that they're mentioning, I don't even know who they are. We got to have somebody we can trust, right, Kay? I completely agree. And I, I agree with all of it, actually. I do really like Jim Jordan. Um, I think everything that I've ever read about him has actually really resonated with me in some way, shape, or form enough so that, you know, me as a foreigner who has absolutely no say over anything political and as a writer of this stuff, so I have to try and at least remain somewhat practical and impartial. But when even, you know, you can't really do that in the face of good data and what I see with Jim Jordan is good data. And I do agree. Like, it's so funny. Rob, the other night we sat down to watch the film Vice. And I've seen it before, but I hadn't seen it since I'd really, like, been studying, working, looking at all this, like, political stuff that goes on in this country. And obviously, I love it because the lead character, Dick Cheney, is played by a Welshman. Um, yes. So that's nice <laughs> and very important, obviously. Yeah. Uh, but it was so interesting watching Dick Cheney's career. And as soon as you said that about Byron Donalds, I was like, wow, it is actually really hard to have the kind of long-term institutional career that someone like Dick Cheney had, where he had a finger in every single aspect of not just American politics, but then went on to, you know, basically his work with Halliburton. I mean, there's no way that he wasn't in the same position as like, you know, the guys at BlackRock, Vanguard, State Street, like these different companies are in. But maybe if Byron Donalds wanted to become the sort of, you know, the next generation's version of that, the next century's basically version of that, I wonder if there's a way for him to do it where he, yeah, could go in and, you know, he's had a prolific career so far. He could go in and be Speaker of the House. Then he could go away and work for some private corporation for 10, 15, 20 years and build up his wealth even, you know, more so, and then come back and take that big step into politics after he's had a chance to go out and see how his politics works in the real world. And I think being Speaker of the House could let him do that, but he would have to make the decision to step out of politics and do whatever that other thing is. 
um, for that period of time. So I don't know, maybe it could work, but I don't know. Yeah, we will see. Well, a lot of things are happening right now. Uh, I believe that the there's a popular uprising in the making, and I think we're witnessing history, and I think it's going to be great. There's going to be a lot of tribulations, a lot of pain, a lot of BS in the meantime. But I always appreciate you having uh, having you on, Kay. Where can people find you on uh, on uh, social media? Well, if you Google my name, K-A-Y-S-M-Y-T-H-E, you will find me. I'm pretty active on Twitter. Um, I guess I'm on Facebook, but I don't really use it. And you can find everything I write over at The Daily Caller. And definitely go check out Million Voices and figure out how to get a little bit more involved in all the stuff Absolutely. Uh, we were talking about today. All right. God bless you, girl. Have a glorious uh, weekend. It was nice to talk to you, okay? You too. Have a good one. <laughs> all right. Yes, you'll take a break. It's the Rob Carson Show. I'll get more into the FBI October 22nd creation uh, last year of uh, AGAAVE, a, literally a, uh, an organization in the FBI to go after Trump supporters. Democrats of party supporters uh, resort to violence. Uh, Agav would apply to them as well. It doesn't matter uh, what likelihood of that. Uh, so they're basically uh, trying to tell us that um, uh, if you follow Donald Trump, you're the enemy of the state. According to Newsweek, we've crossed the Rubicon. Trump's army constitutes the greatest threat of violent domestically, politically. That's the reality of the problem uh, and the problem set. That's not true. Trump uh, supporters are never violent. But this is, this is Stasi-esque stuff. I'll, 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 as I learn more about this, I will share more about this. Uh, this is um, uh, Matt Gage yesterday. I'm not sure whose podcast this is, talking about why uh, Kevin McCarthy had to go. The one thing that everyone in Washington had in common is that Kevin McCarthy had lied to, one of, to all of us at one point or another. So I was concerned about the lack of commitments that he was able to keep in our agreement, and I guess he had been double-dealing the Democrats as well. Uh, I assumed that the Democrats would save him. The fact that they didn't, I think, says a lot more about Speaker McCarthy than my goals to reduce spending. The bill that you referenced from Friday that was not passed... Uh, uh, would only have reduced spending for one month. That, yeah. We are not in a world in which an 8% cut in non-defense discretionary spending over the course of one month is going to yield any program. Yeah, it was a bunch of crap. It was a bunch of crap. And, and you know, when you heard uh, Newt Gingrich, 98% of the caucus wanted uh, Kevin McCarthy to stay. Well, you know what? 98% of the American people did not. And probably 60 70% of Republicans said he needed to go. Absolutely. And what is the Speaker of the House position all about previously, Matt? He believed that Washington was broken. The normal system of selecting leadership in both parties is based on the redistribution of lobbyists and special interest money. Ding, ding. Like if you want to be the leader of your party, you basically have to raise and redistribute north of $100 million. Huh, weird. And Kevin McCarthy was so good at that, he raised and distributed about... Half a billion doesn't exactly sound like they're doing the people's work in dollars over the course of the last election cycle. And so it creates a covenant that's not really built on trust or merit or vision, but trading money for political support. There you go. That's what it's all about. Right wing. Whoa. What? What? (laughs) Yeah, I know. 
left wing and right wing. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. They don't give a crap about you. They just want to keep the money train going. They want to keep their donors happy. That's what it's all about. They are a representative republic. They just don't represent you. (laughs) There you go. Let's take a break and come back. This is the Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This is the Rob Carson Show. It is, and we have much to get to. If you want to chime in, 800-922-6680, 800-922-6680. The, uh, there's a lot of stuff going on. You got uh, Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas suddenly deciding yesterday that we want to build that wall. You got that going on. You got the FBI literally created a division a year ago to go after Trump supporters. Is this any surprise? They've been going after Trump for seven years. Now it's officially been, uh, been, been codified that we are the political enemy. I had a t-shirt printed up about a year ago on my, uh, my t-shirt and swag line. It says, uh, proud enemy of the state. And I am. I'm a proud enemy of this state. I am a proud enemy of this state. Not the country as founded, but the people in charge right this minute. I'm a proud enemy. If they're going to call me an enemy, I will take that word. I will love it. I will hug it. I will name it George. That's what I'll do. The same way with maggots, fascists, uh, the same way with enemy of democracy, the same way with white supremacist, white supremacist, even though I've never, I've never done anything racist in my life. And that's cool. Whatever you want to call me that, I don't care. I will love it. I will hug it. Everything you call me because I disrespect you so much as a human being, you can call me anything in the world and it won't bother me. It'll just make me feel stronger. By the way, only one network is covering President Trump's live events, Newsmax. Millions have made the switch to Newsmax because it's the real news they can trust. I watch it all the time. I got Rob Schmidt every night, 7 o'clock Eastern. Kaboom. Great show. Exposing the Biden impeachment truth. All this week, Rob's looking at Biden's money trail. Hopping down the money trail. Hippity hopping. Impeachment's on its way. Anyway, Newsmax on all uh, cable systems. Download the Newsmax app on your phone, too. And watch my show this weekend, Rob Carson's What in the World, which I just completed taping. And it's really, really good. Really good. Uh, Apple releases uh, the uh, iOS 17 update because those guys, you know, you've got the iPhone 15. Apparently, it's uh, plagued with a few issues, including heating up. Heating up, yeah. Heats up, uh, going in, uh, past 100 degrees Fahrenheit. Now, this happened to me. I've got my original iPod over here in a drawer. I kept all my old uh, electronics. I, it's kind of interesting. Uh, I remember one time it heated up so much it, it, uh, it melted the carpet underneath it. I don't think it's going to do this. But apparently there's a, fa- uh, a patch that you can get. Uh, the uh, iOS 17.0.3 update will keep your uh, phone from catching fire in your pants. I don't know, what, I don't know how bad it is. But... New TikTok trend, bone smashing. It encouraged people to hit themselves in the face with hammers <laughs> to improve their looks. <laughs> John Fetterman could do this all day. Ain't going to work. 
<laughs> Medical experts are sounding the alarm over a new bizarre TikTok trend that has people hitting themselves in the face with hammers in hopes it'll make them more attractive. Uh, for you millennials, remember the SpongeBob episode where, where Squidward uh, got in an accident and all of a sudden he became a model and he tried to beat his face in with a hammer to make himself ugly and he just ended up getting better looking? Or you, or you Gen Zers? I know this because I raised two Gen Z people and we watch SpongeBob all the time. That sounds exactly like this. The idea behind the so-called bone smashing is that people hit their faces with hammers, bottles, massagers, 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 weights, or other blunt objects to break or fracture the bone in hope of reshaping their facial features. This is dumber than the cinnamon challenge. I mean, this is like super, super stupid. There's no evidence, apparently, that uh, hitting yourself in a hammer or breaking a bone in your face will make you better looking. I, you know, just in case you wanted to know. I didn't realize you were out of your mind. I didn't know. Oh, oh this is another uh, little... And they, this, the article says this is for, um, for millennials. I think this is probably a little more for Gen Z. Kraft is going to bring back uh, some of its most beloved mac and cheese shapes, including SpongeBob's. It says here millennials can't contain their joy. Okay, millennials. I remember when I was raising my kids. It wasn't that all, all that long ago. Uh, I, I hate to tell you this, but Kraft mac and cheese is a gift from God. It's wonderful, right? But it tastes better when it's in the shape of SpongeBob or Scooby-Doo. It just is. It just does. I, I was there. I, w- I lived it. I lived it. One time I had a five-star chef, a friend of mine who's no longer with us, uh, Jean-Robert de Caval. He owned uh, several restaurants in, uh, in Cincinnati. He was a dear friend. And I invited him over for dinner one night. And I remember we made this wonderful dinner for him uh, and his wife. And, uh, and at the very end, we were all hanging out, and I made a box of macaroni and cheese for my son, Will. And Jean-Robert uh, was there, and we had creme brulee. My wife read creme brulee for dessert. And he says, he said, Rob, uh, yeah, I love creme brulee, but can I just have a little bowl of mac cheese? He didn't say it like that. He said, hey, Rob, uh, I was wondering if I could have a bowl of the mac and cheese. It's uh, something that I really like. And he did. He had a bowl of mac and cheese. It's, it's not even too much for five-star chefs. He was a chef at uh, the Masonette in, uh, in Cincinnati. Well, by the way, one of the best cities in America. I love me some Cincinnati. Love me some Cincinnati. Cincinnati has not gone to hell in a handbasket like uh, New York City is doing right now. And it's a shame because New York is amazing. I hadn't gone to New York for before uh, until about a couple of years ago. And I'm like, wow, I can see why this was the greatest city in the history of the, of the world. But uh, I saw things begin to slip because of the idiocy of COVID. And then uh, it just kept spiraling after de Blasio into Eric Adams, who is one of the dumbest people to ever be mayor, mayor of a city. And if you don't believe me, listen to him talk. But here he's decided to go to Mexico to tell migrants that uh, New York City is at capacity. (laughs) He flew to Mexico to tell them, hey, yeah, you're sending too many people up here and we're full now. That needed to be done. That couldn't happen with a Zoom call. Anyway, here is uh, here is Eric Adams in Mexico. Just just landed in uh, Mexico City. Mexico City flight. This is just the beginning of the the really. I thought Kamala Harris found the root causes of it. Journey of trying to be on the ground and understand, you know, the whole flow of. Hey, dummy, And, and I do mean that lovingly, dummy. It's policy. 
that's what's causing it. Migrant, migrant and asylum seekers. Asylum seekers. Uh, a lot of information. I don't even care what you're coming here for. You can't come here. Down, coming down to different places and the impact coming from oh, geez. Uh, Ecuador, Panama. Well, it's just like the view. You get dumber by the second. Of the, how it's impacting uh, here in uh, Mexico City and as well as uh, Colombia. So, you know, started the journey. Yeah, this is uh, Democrats. Their solution. They have a meeting. They have a meeting. That's fine. That's all you do. It's like a faculty lounge. Hey, it's it's uh, October. His leadership's not pretty. He's ruined New York City. He's made things really crappy. Eric Adams ought to go. Says the problem isn't local. He plays Kathy Hochul. But she's been very vocal that Adams needs to go. Illegals, Eric's claiming. They're the ones he's shaming. But wasn't he proclaiming their New York family? But da da he had a revelation, illegals hurt our nation, but that train has left the station, and Adams needs to go. Um, so a CVS drugstore is uh, 20 blocks from the White House, has bare, sh- bare shells from child shoplifting, mobs. This is what Democrats have done to the country. This is what defund the police has done to the country. This is the Marcus- Marxist plan for America. And, and any municipality that embraced the uh, defund the police mantra, uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, tough bleep, said the kitty. CVS in northwest D.C., located in Columbia Heights, now closed. Children steal and destroy merchandise before and after school, as well as late night, while others uh, steal items that apparently end up being sold at nearby street vendors as part of the crime ring that uh, plans robberies around the store's delivery times for products to steal. There you go. Giant food store in southeast Washington is under a similar siege from shoplifters. The store is cutting back on selling national brand items because they get stolen. Target is actually uh, working with the DHS. That's a really smart idea if you want to get completely screwed. The DHS is going to work with Target because of there's a uh, well-organized retail crime ring has caused the corporation to uh, lose a billion dollars in losses with theft. The company notified customers of the new DHS partnership over announcement announcing that nine stores would be closed because of substantial losses due to theft. Well, if they're going to team with uh, Alejandro Mayorkas's DHS, that gives me another reason not to shop at Target. Awesome. We cannot continue operating these stores because theft and organized retail crimes are threatening the safety of our team and guests contributing to unsustainable business performance. Well, that's because. Uh, municipalities never held anybody who rioted in the summer of 2020 responsible for what they did. And then they decided to double down on stupid by defunding the police. And then in places like San Francisco, they uh, have decided to get rid of cash bail. Same way in New York City. Crime is going through the ceiling. And then they said, oh, you because you need to feed yourself, you can steal $1,000 from any store and not get crime uh, charged with a felony. Bravo. And then you hire crooked idiots like uh, Letitia James and others to come in and ignore the real crime. And, uh, and then your municipality goes into, uh, into the crapper. Letitia James, for instance. For instance, there's a... Oh, and my, my friend, uh, I, uh, Bruce Lavelle. Bruce Lavelle talked to him uh, yesterday. He just wrote a piece about Fulton County, Georgia, where literally they are diverting uh, resources from real crimes, murders, kidnappings, all of that, to the Donald Trump case. That's it. That's what they're doing. 
Now, I want you to, real quick, if you say you're a Democrat, imagine a prosecutor said this about your choice for president. All right? I, I know you can't, if you are a Democrat, you can't empathize because you won't empathize because you feel like the, the shoe will never be on the other foot. But I want you to listen to this. The president of the United States has complained that I'm engaging in some sort of political witch hunt, that I've got some personal vendetta against him, that I campaigned against him. That is not true. Really? Are you sure that's not true, Letitia? Yeah, I'm thinking she uh, campaigned on that. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is from Bruce Lavelle's piece for the uh, Washington Times. During my two weeks at Fulton County Courthouse, I engaged with shuttle bus drivers, courthouse staff, bailiffs, even the assistant district attorney's team. He was on uh, jury duty, sparking conversations about the state of the county and the judicial system. I couldn't help but notice the DA's office appeared underfunded. My immediate thought was whether Fannie Willis was diverting Fulton County taxpayer funds, depleting valuable sources to pursue President Trump over a phone call. Conversation with Fulton County Commissioner confirmed their frustration. 500 cases remain unprosecuted, while Fannie Willis had only pursued 60 criminal cases this year. Concerns arose over the severe overcrowding at Fulton County Jail and inmate deaths, inmate deaths, six of them in the last year. Most concerning was the cloud cast over Fulton County and, by extension, Georgia, by District of County Fannie Willis's office. Unbelievable. The backlog of over 500 cases awaiting prosecution is troubling enough. The stark reality that a majority of the inmates affected are African American raises other important questions. Huh. Many lives are at risk due to mismanagement, leading to tragic outcomes. Based on my observations over the last two weeks, I must respectively place much of the blame for this situation on Fanny Willis and Letitia James. Uh, as well. Let's take a break and come back. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. It's time to make common sense common again. It's the Rob Carson Show. So the New York uh, New News Mat no Newsweek report comes out today that uh, the FBI has created a division to go after Trump supporters, literally Trump supporters, for uh, some uh, some kind of violence that we haven't committed. They they want to prevent another January the sixth from happening. But January 6th was infiltrated. Uh, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, Chris Ray could not uh, even tell you how many uh, uh, FBI members, DOJ members were on Capitol Hill. They haven't released the videotape. I told you on January the 7th it was a Reichstag moment. It was a political weaponization. That's what it was. It was meant to demonize the uh, the opposing party, the ones who challenged the election. And then, of course, they continued from there by just making it so you couldn't talk about it all at all. And that, doesn't that just kind of seem odd to you? Well, it should, because it's happened before in history. Now, in the meanwhile, the Democrat Party, not being investigated, nobody saying you need to watch uh, Biden supporters, despite them saying this. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country, and maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is 
a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there is wow. unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless. When they go low, we kick. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? Biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. Now, that was just a little montage that had Kirk a couple years, and the FBI have made that policy to go against Trump supporters. I told you, the, the, they will stop short of nothing to uh, try to keep Donald Trump from running, to try to keep RFK from running, uh, even, you know, uh, he... Uh, <laughs> Trying to keep him from from not even being a candidate, and not even giving him some secret service protection, it is uh, it is remarkable. And then there's a, this is kind of interesting. Uh, you know, we're talking about the descent of America's cities and all that. Here's Joe Rogan talking to one of my favorite uh, comedians, Fluffy, uh, and uh, just about San Francisco. Listen to this. Listen to what Democrats have done. Now, Rogan. By the time Rogan sounds off on something that's political, it means that uh, the left has lost the argument. Because what I consider to be obvious six months or a year ago, when, when Rogan discovers it's obvious to him, then the argument is over, pretty much. But here is Joe Rogan talking about San Francisco, like New York and Seattle and Portland. They've all gone into hell. San Francisco's the worst. San Francisco is like a failed state. San Francisco might as well be Libya. Uh-huh. That place is wild. Mm. Yeah. People and, are just in the streets, the crime is next level in San Francisco. It is stupid. Next level. Next level. It is stupid. People are parking their cars and leaving their windows rolled down and, and the their, their open. hatch is open. Yeah. Because they don't want to get smashed. Wow. Man. It doesn't matter what time of day. Doesn't it doesn't matter. matter who's around. It doesn't oh, matter who's around. No one's stopping anybody from doing anything. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy how quick San Francisco. Because everyone's pulling out of there. Hotels are pulling yeah. out. Like supermarkets Good. or uh, uh, chains like Walgreens pulling out. Bye-bye. They're like, what? Ghost town, and they're not pumping the brakes on it. I don't know what they do now at this point. What mm-hmm. do they do? They yeah. don't have the resources to fix it now. Because they f***ed up so bad for so long. And <laughs> wow. they, don't have to, they would have to admit that all of their policies sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's going to do Nobody's that. Nobody's going to do that. Yeah, there you go. Well, this, maybe this is why Mayorkas and uh, Biden suddenly want to build a wall. It's too late. You're going to pay for what you did. Brooklyn activist Ryan Thorson, you saw this guy, uh, Ryan Thorson Carson, uh, would feel sorry for the violent teenager who stabbed him to death. This according to his leftist friends. Now, you may have seen this Brooklyn activist Ryan Thorson Carson. Uh, he, uh, he was stabbed to death by a thug on the street at four in the morning the other day. And friends of his say that he would probably feel sorry for the teenage criminal who murdered him and would want his killing to be used to further advance left-wing policies in New York. <laughs> wow. Claudia, Claudia Morales was his uh, girlfriend. They had just arrived for, uh, to their building from a Long Island wedding. His attacker would not be named. Police looked for the suspect. They said it was a teenager, despite the senseless violence. Friend of the 30, th- friends of the 32-year-old said it wouldn't change his outlook on social justice. See, they're self-loathing liberals. They are. They are. Uh, it's the same people like the self-loathing Jewish people in, in Israel who literally, uh, you know, would, would give over the land to the Palestinians because they hate themselves so much. There are liberal Jews who are that way. It, it happens. It just, it's self-destructive and stupid. But whatever. One of his friends said, I know he would have wanted people to use his death as a means to talk about structural wrongs in the city. Yeah. What he would want to uh, avenge his de- 
death is for us to fix how broken the city is. New York State Assembly member Emily Gallagher. Yeah, well, you're the one who broke it, idiot. <laughs> you're the one who broke it. Uh, and honestly, wow, 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 wow. Um, he spearheaded liberal causes like creating uh, supervised drug injection sites across the city. Uh, he was an avid BLM activist who, among other remarks, used the cop-hating acronym ACAB, A-C-A-B, in some posts. Yeah, there you go. All right, go ahead. Hate the cops. Hate the cops. Go for defunding the police. See what that gets you. The rest of us are going to move. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. Last half hour of the show. Coming up. Earlier in the show, I talked about how uh, in New York... The uh, illegal invaders from our southern border, illegal aliens, uh, are now uh, really, really clogging up the emergency rooms and the hospitals for everything from addiction to, uh, you know, uh, 300 uh, babies have been born. You know, it's best if it has to, ha- to, to have a baby in a hospital. You know what kind of bill you and your insurance company are going to get? Well, you can imagine it's going to make life very, very difficult for American citizens. Maybe this is why Alejandro Mayorkas has suddenly decided to close the southern border and build a wall, even though Joe Biden a month ago was selling the the millions and millions of dollars worth of, of metal building parts for the wall. He was going to sell them for pennies on the dollar for scrap. And all of a sudden he's changed his mind. Well, you know, no amount of pivot on any of anything, anything that has been so destructive to us that Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas and other people have done in the FBI and, and uh, Merrick Garland and Chris Ray and all of you people, nothing you do at this point is ever going to save you from the last three to ten years for what you've done to us. So nice try. Nice try. You know, we've been, we've been fighting this budget to close the damn border. All of a sudden, Alejandro Mayorkas just suddenly today says, yeah, we're going to build the wall. Screw you. Screw you. Build your wall. Please do that for us. But hell is coming for you and others like you. Because the, 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 the genie in the bottle is never going to be corked for all you did to us during COVID, for all you did to us with the southern border and fentanyl, for all you did for all of the idiotic policies that have caused companies to go out of business, uh, companies in cities uh, like New York and San Francisco to flee because Democrat policies have screwed everything. You're all going to pay for what you did. It's not, we're not going to forget this. We've suffered too much. I get an email from Joseph from Baltimore. He goes, I went to a local hospital ER for a broken elbow recently. Saw 50 or more illegals in line. Was told it was a nine-hour wait. Went to another hospital. It was a six-hour wait. Yeah, no amount of wall building right now is going to make up for what you have done to us. No, sir. No, sir. No, sir. People will be held accountable. Catherine Herridge is awesome. Catherine Herridge is now a uh, reporter for CBS, and and, uh, from what I can gather, she's telling the truth still. I knew when she was at Fox, I met her at uh, Reagan National a couple times, and I said, I just, I was a fan. I I knew that she is, she is a believer in journalism, like Matt Taibbi and John Solomon. They, They believe that journalism is important. And uh, and uh, Catherine Herridge has been uh, at the federal courthouse for Hunter Biden's trial on gun charges, and she says, unlike the first trial, she was at that other trial, you know, where they're going to try and uh, just uh, uh, have a pretrial diversion agreement and blow up all the other charges against Hunter Biden, uh, presumably all the millions of dollars that he has gotten selling influence, selling uh, proximity to Joe Biden and the resulting policy changes and all that. 
didn't work so well. Well, she says uh, Hunter doesn't, he not acted as cocky these days. Gail, the next date on the calendar is early November, and we're already getting a sense of the defense team's strategy. They indicated to the court that they will file a motion to dismiss, and they are going to question whether one of the charges is constitutional, a charge that would ban a drug user from owning and obtaining a weapon in the United States. <laughs> What's striking to me is that just... They're literally want to change the rules for him. The rules were you can't be using cocaine to get a gun. He wants a rule change. Two months ago, <laughs> Hunter Biden entered this courthouse. You better be ready to let a whole lot of people out of jail. That's all I got to say. With a degree of optimism and a lot of confidence. But as we saw that plea deal collapse and I was inside that courtroom, what we see now is that the chapter is not closing for Hunter Biden or for his family or for his father, the President Gale. Yeah, there you go. Sorry, Percy. Percy Biden. Looks like you might be going to jail. I wish you would. I'm not, I mean, is Catherine uh, Herridge's report a proof that the Justice Department is going to suddenly... Uh, be blind? No, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Maybe it's it's all about setting you up. You know, when Hunter Biden is exonerated of everything, which, you know, I wouldn't put him past us, not one little bit. While they go after Donald Trump for supposedly overvaluing Mar-a-Lago, uh, he says it's worth several hundred million dollars, which it is, and a judge in New York says it's, New York says it's only worth $18 million. What a total joke. What a joke. What a laughable joke the left is right now but unfortunately they're very dangerous as well here's a, a headline you don't want to hear and my wife and i went and we uh, we had to buy a car yesterday a used car uh because the one that my wife is driving we got to give it to our daughter you Gail, know the whatever. next day on the calendar is and i don't know why that just suddenly played but anyway uh we had to go got, buy a car yesterday and my wife hasn't bought a you know car in a while because we always buy used cars you know and all that stuff and uh, we put money down and all that and uh, and then we got to see the interest rate and we're like whoa 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 my credit is this and that. Why the hell? Eh? Well, it's because uh, the interest rates are going through the ceiling. J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon warns that interest rates could soar to 7%, their highest level since 1990, among other things. Things are getting unaffordable. Things are getting crazy. You can't, uh, you can't depend on the value of your home. You can't depend on, on the value of a lot of things, even your 401k returns. Maybe you should consider precious metals. Maybe you should consider Swiss America. Swiss America is a uh, terrific organization, and uh, I actually had a chance to talk to the CEO of Swiss America, da Dean Heskin, the other night. We were talking for about, about 45 minutes. Uh, he's been with the company 30 years. He's committed to it. He's committed to it. I'm going to tell you, if you want to learn more about what's going on with the currency, there, there is a real uh, attempt to digitize a currency, tie it to social credit scores, all that stuff. Take your money away from you. Yeah. Maybe you should consider investing in a little bit of uh, precious metals to have in your possession just in case everything goes south. Get their shocking report. It's called The Secret War on Cash. I keep it here in the studio, The Secret War on Cash, and you can get a free copy by calling or texting my name to 800-289-2646. Okay, write it down. 800-289-2646. You owe it to yourself and your family. Because it's frightening right now. 800-289-2646. This is an all-out war on cash, including digital forms of currency. It's spreading daily. Secret war on cash, free to my listeners. Mention Rob Carson when you call or text 800-289-2646. Or visit SwissAmerica.com slash Carson. Message and data rates may apply. There you go. 
Um, I think it's time to uh, talk about uh, transgendered sports participation. And to do that, I'm going to play this because it's about another women's swim team. And a dude who wants to beat all the women because he can't beat guys. I am woman, not a man, despite this new transgender ban. Though my voice is deep and I've got facial hair. It could be a, a woman. They ban me, but I'll be back. Bravery I do not lack. Is that an Adam's apple? You don't have to tell me to grow up. Testicles. Got testicles. I am woman. Fisha says that I can't swim. They claim that I am a him. But I'll be back. Just you wait and see. Oh, great. He's back. Oh, yes. I'm a she. I even wear a dress. Though it's no mystery. The whole Package, but they banned me, banned me from everything. From everything. I have a brawn, brawn. I have a prostate gland, prostate gland. Woman. Yeah, sure you are. You're a, you're a woman. Yeah, yeah. Oh, here, here's what Candace Owens said to a, a little snowflake on campus who was offended that Candace Owens uh, believed that uh, men are born men and women are being born women. This is the quote of the day. What do you have to say to the trans students on this campus who feel actively victimized by your presence here? Life's tough. Get a helmet, man. I'm too pregnant for this. Life's tough. Life's tough. Get a helmet, man. I'm too pregnant for this. What do you have to say to the trans students on this campus who feel actively victimized by your presence here? Life's tough. Get a helmet, man. I'm too pregnant for this. I love this. Oh, my God. Trust me. Every time I try to talk to my wife or even, you know, maybe get romantic when she was pregnant, that's the same thing she said. I'm too pregnant for this. <laughs> I'm like, no, no, it'll help us. It'll help the baby. Anyway, so uh, Roanoke College women's swim team captains reveal the demoralizing struggle to try and convince a trans student not to compete. A member of the Roanoke College swim team competed in the men's competition, took a year off to trans- transition. Dr. your capture rudder. <clears throat> And in September, joined the women's team. The three are now demanding that colleges nationwide uh, provide a blueprint for dealing with such scenarios, arguing they were left to fend for themselves. Okay? So basically, the college said, oh, you know, you guys settle it. Trans student informed Roanoke College in September that she, he, wished to swim on the women's team after sitting out the previous season while transitioning. The year before, the trans swimmer had competed with the men's team. The case bears strong echoes of Leah Thomas. Well, no kidding! The three captains of the swim squad said they felt abandoned by the university, let down by the NCAA, National Collegiate Athletic Association. This is psychosexual assault, by the way. That's what I call it. It's psychosexual assault of women. And people are going to have to pay for this. I'm telling you. They described the uh, stress of being told they had to confront a trans swimmer themselves, make their case only for the trans swimmer to tell them she felt suicidal and was desperate to be included. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Don't worry. Transgenderism isn't a mental condition. But if you don't let them become transgender, they'll kill themselves. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. 
So uh, one of these uh, captains, uh, uh, last name Pearson, also uh, Lily Mullins, uh, their junior captain, and Bailey, uh, Bailey Gallagher, uh, 20, uh, said they were shocked that the university let it go up, to, uh, let it, uh, left it up to them to decide how to handle the issue. So they just want to abdicate responsibility. And here's what I'd say. No, you can't swim on our team. Go away. Go away. And here's uh, one other note on this I want to mention. Um, because uh, sooner or later, uh, like I said, all of the things that have been, per- all of the absurdities that have been perpetrated on us by the left are going to have to be addressed and people are going to have to be punished for it. Staggering 602 underage girls have reportedly had their breasts surgically removed in Canada for transgender-related reasons. Young women, teenage girls, 14 years old, 15, 16, who told their parents, yeah, I, I'm in the wrong body, and the, and the people in school said, yeah, you know, the only solution is to your depression and whatnot is to remove your healthy breast, breast tissue and make you a walking zombie eunuch for the rest of your life. And that's what it's doing. I hate to tell you the truth. If you have a problem with it, that's what you're doing. So uh, uh, the shocking report reveals that hundreds of minors in Canada had their breasts surgically removed in order to accommodate their belief that they are a member of the opposite sex. And doctors and counselors and teachers and parents went along with it. That's a sick thing. That's a sick thing. I remember that, uh, that quote that was sent to me from Voltaire. Those who believe absurdities will commit atrocities. If you believe the absurdity that a girl is 14 years old and she is a boy and you should remove her, give her a hysterectomy and remove her breasts and put her on uh, hormone blockers, that's an absurdity and that's an atrocity. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, uh, 602 female minors underwent double mastectomy, nearly half of them under 17, the lowest being 14. And they're going to get through this election cycle and they're going to get to the point where these women are 27 and 24. And then they're going to realize the horror that was perpetrated on them. A double mastectomy typically involves surgically removing the tissue of both breasts, removing and resizing the nipples, then repositioning and grafting them so they can appear more masculine. Moreover, a new study suggests that social contagion is a factor in teenagers and young adults identifying as transgender. Well, no kidding. And there were adults that literally went along with it. And then also, uh, the icing on the cake. I forgot about this one. Female attendees at a major conference for women in technology were outraged after some males allegedly decided they wanted to go to the event. And you know what they did? They identified as non-binary, and they got right in. And they got to compete with high-paying jobs with, uh, with women there. The Grace Hopper celebration of women in computing was held in Orlando, Florida last uh, weekend of September. On TikTok, videos showed that men were shoving women out of their way to cut in lines in order to provide their resumes for the companies. Men were claiming to be non-binary or selecting prefer not to answer on forms to enter. On top of these men acting like zoo animals, sprinting to the booths and physically hurting the attendees, one of the uh, women who were there. Another commenter claimed the event was over capacity by rude, disrespectful, and female attacking men. No, they're not. They're women. They're just non-binary. Instead of feeling inspired and energized, I feel drained and overwhelmed. Well, isn't that amazing? The psychosexual assault can extend to a, to a conference where women are just trying to compete with men in tech jobs. And look what happens with men who can't compete. There you go. There you go. Well, the left, the left made this bed. 
and we're going to have to uh, tear the sheets off, throw them in a washer, and remake the bed. We might even just set fire to the bed and get a new bed, I'm thinking, after this. Let's take a break and come back to the last break of the show on the other side of this. And this, my friend, is The Rob Carson Show. You know, I mentioned that I went to South Dakota, and uh, the national park system is amazing. I I just think it's amazing, brilliant, beautiful. I I mean, some of the things that I saw when I was in South Dakota, I can't wait to get back. I can't wait to get back, and there are a lot of park rangers out there. went to uh, Mount Rushmore and whatnot. Yesterday, I played for you Deb Holland. She's the Secretary of the Interior. She's an idiot. Uh, and I know, you use the word idiot a lot. No, she is not smart. Just watch any of her con- congressional testimony about uh, getting rid of gas, getting rid of fossil fuel, because she's down with it. And I mentioned that uh, she uh, did this little thing with Patagonia, who is a about six foot two man who dresses like a woman, who has a mustache and wears a miniskirt. And, uh, and, this, and he, he, this person, Patagonia, uh, was at the Stonewall Monument. And the reason I bring this up, because I'm out in South Dakota. And I'm watching, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mount Rushmore and all of this and, and the natural parks. And, and if I would have seen Patagonia, I would have just said, you know, I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm out. I'm out on this, this nonsense. And I want you to listen to this nonsense from our interior secretary and Patagonia, a transgendered man, a man who says he's a woman, who has a mustache and red long hair and wears a dress. Patty, I am so excited to be here with you at Stonewall, the National Monument with these beautiful flags behind us. Now, wait till you hear what this person says about why the monument exists. Tell me, in your own words, why places like this, like Stonewall, are so important to telling America's story. Hmm, that's a great question. I think it's because queer rights are more under attack than ever. And I uh, think- no, no, they're not. No, queer rights are not under attack. Uh, you're the one who's picking the fight. You're the one who's bringing uh, your displays with tucking swimwear to Target. We didn't start anything. There wasn't. Any, there's no attacks that are occurring because of it. We have been under attack by you, and you are saying that we are attacking. That's bullcrap. If we don't acknowledge the past, we're bound to repeat it. Oh, dear so, God. So, at a place like Stonewall, this beautiful place, it's a place where so much discrimination and hatred occurred against the queer community. The, the Stonewall memorials where a whole bunch of gay bashing took place, I guess. But it's also a place where resistance and queer joy and queer liberation happened. What the hell does that have to do with the Stonewall Monument? And I think that that is worth celebrating and commemorating. And so I think that we need to not ignore hate as it exists today. We need to acknowledge it because it's not just our past, it's our present. And we need to work together to build a more equitable and just future. How about just show us what the hell the monument was all about? I mean, honestly, but shut up. Just done. Done and done. Done and done and done. Done and done, 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 done. So done. I'm completely done. That's why, you know, when I come in today, I find out that the, the uh, FBI has literally created a division to go after Trump supporters. Uh, the, the southern border, suddenly Joe Biden and Alejandro Mayorkas want to build a wall. And I'm like, I'm done. Uh, you're done. I'm done. Uh, all I have within me right now is the fight. That's all I care about. I, I just care about fighting this and getting the country back. I'm not saying physically. But all I care about is beating the people who are in office right now, the people who are swamp dwellers and insiders. I just want them beaten, driven out of, not beaten physically, beaten and out of office, and then, uh, if not indicted, uh, put on trial, and then thrown in jail for the nonsense they've done to us. I'm done. I hope you are as too. Uh, of course, not listening to me. Let's take a break and come back to wrap it up. This is The Rob Carson Show. 
All right, so for all of the comedy, the guests, and, of course, my commentary, check out the podcast of today's show. It'll be up probably about an hour and a half or so and share it with others. Go to Newsmax.com slash listen, will ya? And share it. God bless you guys. Good is winning. Until tomorrow, don't catch a stupid. I'll see you then. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.